Hi everyone and welcome to a firm's consulting podcast. Today is an exciting podcast because we're going to introduce the new theme for firms consulting which is called America Renewed. So before I get into discussing the theme I want to preface the theme by telling you a little anecdote maybe or a lesson about what's happening in the world. Maybe that's a better way to describe it. So what we have here is a situation whereby you know looking east the dominant nation of the world sees this rising threat in the East. It sees a nation, a young nation, which is getting its act together and becoming the world's biggest economy. It sees this nation in the East, which is, for all intensive purposes, a, a hodgepodge of competing cultures that are not even molded into a proper nation. And you've got parts that want to secede, You've got parts that want to become their own independent nations. You've got terrorism. Basically, the borders of the country are in dispute at this point. You've got a situation whereby the road network is being developed. The rail network is being developed. Large percentage of the population may not be in poverty, but it's definitely lower middle class to middle class. You've got a situation where this young country in the East is fighting with its neighbors for legitimacy fighting to establish its place in the world. You've got a situation where this country in the East is basically not accepted for the change in its stature as its income level grows and as its clout on the global stage grows. And you've got this country in the East that is ready to change the world, but the world is not ready to be changed. Now, if you listen to me, you'd think I'm talking about China, right? But I'm actually not talking about China. I am going back to the 1840s, when if you were in China and you looked east, you'd find the United States, right? And at that stage, 1830, 1840, China was the world's largest economy. And everything I described right now is not China as it is now, which is true, but it actually describes the United States in the 1840s, 1830s, right? And the South wanted to secede, fighting with the with the Mexico, fighting with Canada in the North with the British. The bottom line is this: we hear all these stories about how America is going to lose to China. It's inevitable. But what people forget is that in 1840 and 1830, America beat China, and it beat China not because it had a larger population; it had a substantially smaller population. But the United States came together and put together a series of quite dramatic changes, primarily under, primarily under Abraham Lincoln, that increased the productivity of the nation. New roads, new railway systems, new banking regulation, all manner of things that increased the productivity of the nation. If you have fewer people, all other things being equal, the only way to improve is to increase the productivity of the nation, which is what the United States did. Now, come almost 200 years forward, you know, 1830, 1930, going into 2030, there's a lot of discussion about ch how China is going to automatically take over the world. And all other things being equal, yes, China will take over the world, but all other things are not equal. Because we've seen it throughout history. The United States did it in the 1830s, 1840s. It came from nowhere. No one wanted it to be the dominant nation, and it became the largest nation in the world. Now, why is this important? It's important because if America wants to maintain its place as the world's most vibrant, innovative, you know, most 
inspirational economy in the world, it needs to do certain things to remove the barriers to productivity that would compensate for China's size and overwhelming population advantage. America Renewed is a theme whereby it's like nothing you've seen before, whereby firms consulting over the next 12 to 18 months, we're going to be sending in teams of consultants into real clients and we are going to tackle what we consider to be five vital issues impacting the ability of the American economy to increase its potential, in lack of a better word, live up to its potential, right? In the words of that famous business philosopher Kelly Clarkson, you know, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. And the challenges the U.S. economy faces today, they're not going to kill the United States economy as provided the American government responds in a certain way. And the first study you've seen looks at that. What we're going to do is we're going to say the United States has 30 to 40 million people that are unbanked. Uh, besides that group being unbanked, they also are very entrepreneurial, but they lack the funds to act on their entrepreneurial spirit. So we are working for a real client, a major bank, Fortune 500 bank, and we are doing a study to see how they could enter the US market and provide funding and financing to small entrepreneurs in the United States to unleash their entrepreneurial spirit. And the way we're going to do that is we're live blogging the study. It's on the website. You can see as the study begins on the 16th of June or began on the 16th of June, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. And it runs over 10 weeks. The 10-week intense you know, McKinsey BCG style corporate strategy study where we're going to go in and we're going to help this bank understand should they enter the United States market and if they should, how should they set themselves up for success. We are live blogging it. All of the interviews we are having, you are seeing it in real time being populated on our website. All of the material we are captured, we're, we're obviously sanitizing it just a little bit, but we're putting it up on the website. Besides live blogging it, at the end of the study, you've seen our strategy map for the technology merger. We're going to put out another strategy map like that, detailing every piece of analysis we did in the study and, more importantly, detailing the actual results of the study and the actual source material we used to put together the study. For example, if we spoke to someone from the World Bank, we obviously would remove their name, but we'll put up the actual notes from that focus interview so you can see the source material that we are using to allow recommendations to be developed which can renew America. And the thinking here is that consultants from around the world, corporate executives from around the world can use our material to see how we are helping American businesses reach their potential and hopefully inject some of their thinking into their own business in the United States. And, you know, it has a butterfly effect and eventually all American businesses end up doing very well. That's the thinking, right? So the first study we're looking at is financial services for the unbanked in the United States. And it's a massive study. The time I'm doing this podcast, we're just about to start the study. We've been working on it for the last two weeks. It's very interesting. You know, we're going across Arizona, California, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, Florida, and New York. We're interviewing immigrants who run businesses earning between $200 to $2,000 per day, sometimes even less, $100 per day. We're understanding what is the potential in that, in, in that market and what would it take 
to successfully build a financial services business to offer banking products to these customers. It's not just microfinance, right? In microfinance, you give people money and you hope they start a business. This is more than that. This is about giving entrepreneurs money to start a business, but then building a suite of banking products around them so you can drive them into the middle class. Because, you know, you read all these stories about the American dream being shattered. Maybe it is shattered, but I don't think it's the end of the world. America has been through this before. It's a matter of time. It will find its place in the world. It's just a question of dismantling these barriers that impede economic growth. So that's the first study. We're going to, you know, in some ways we are wading into the immigration debate. You know, most entrepreneurs who cannot afford loans are going to be undocumented. And we're saying, how do you help them, right? But are we making any judgments on immigration? No. We're looking at purely from the financial side. And what would be the impact if you brought these undocumented workers into the economic fold and taxed them and provided funding for them? There is an economic impact to that. Bringing in 35 million people into the U.S. economy is the, provided, you know, you get the same productivity levels is the equivalent of bringing the entire Canadian population into the U.S. economy. So you have the option of annexing Canada or just bringing the 35 million people already into the United States into the economic fold. So the first study we'll look at is banking the unbanked. The second study is equally critical to U.S. economic growth. The energy sector has for a long time been, what's the word I'm looking for, dormant in the United States. It's been built around coal and so on. And what we're looking at here is, in this one, also a real study, we'll also live blog this. We're going to help a very significant energy company in the United States figure out how it can go about preparing a massive construction program to change the asset base of the U.S. energy sector from coal to nuclear and renewables. You know, an example of this is that if you've got all of your coal lines in one part of the country, but your renewable fields, whatever it is, you know, solar panels, wind farms, and in another part of the country, you've got to undertake a fairly significant transmission project to connect the new generating parts of the country to the new consuming parts, because all of the old transmission lines were going to the to wherever the coal plants were, and it's not likely that your um, solar panels and your wind farms will be in those locations. That's one part of it. The other one is building a smart grid. What is the investment required, and how does a company go about doing this? Again, everything will be documented. A full map will be put out so you can follow every single step of the study, every meeting held, all of the raw material, and as the team is doing the study, we will be live blogging it. Now, I don't want to give away what we are going to be doing as a third, fourth, and fifth studies because I think that um, what we are doing is interesting. So I'll give you some clues, right, without giving it away. Topics we've thought about. Obviously, innovation is a very important topic. It's a big topic in the United States, but I think innovation is very one-sided in the United States. We hear about you know, Uber and Facebook and Google and all these people being innovative, but there's a large chunk of the U.S. economy that you don't think about first when you think about innovation. And we for a long time thought about how do you go into a company that's not known for innovation? It's actually, is if you typed in opposite of innovation into Google, you'd find this company's logo there. How would you go into a company that's steeped in no innovation and help them build a culture of innovation? That would be an interesting third topic. What about healthcare? 
Healthcare is a massive debate in the United States at this point. It's going to be a massive debate coming into the next two years as the Obama administration comes in for their final two terms. Midterms elections are coming up just a few months away as well. But is the healthcare debate over? Not by any means. It's only just starting. So we are thinking deeply about doing a pan-American healthcare study to, to look at healthcare through a lens that it's not currently reviewed. And obviously what I'm saying here is quite controversial. What we're saying is that maybe there's a different angle in healthcare that hasn't been considered by all the consultants, all the policymakers, and so on. And we sincerely believe there is that other angle. And I don't want to give away the paper that sparked this, but let's just say that the original thinking for this comes from the Boston Consulting Group. What about um, agriculture? Feeding the you know, the, you know, as the Statue of Liberty says, give me your, your, your hungry masses and so on. What about agriculture? The massive food industry in the United States. How do you, how do you build a lean, productive, cost-effective agriculture business in the United States that increases value as it feeds a population analysis about 350 million going on to 400 million? That would be interesting to look at. What about dismantling old institutions in the United States that were built for a different area, like the post office. The US post office has been unable to compete because they're following the wrong strategy. What about going in, sending in a firm's consulting team into a postal company in the United States, considering there's only one, I'm probably giving it away here, and doing a full study, documenting it, live blogging it, putting out all of the material. So, you know we have the banking, the unbanked study. You know we're going to be doing something on the electricity sector. But there's three other big studies that we are considering to be rolling out. And that's the America Renew theme. It's something that's never been done anywhere before. You've seen the quality of the material we've put out. It's very detailed. We're taking actual studies. We are cleaning the material, loading it up so you can follow it step by step. Every meeting we had, every discussion we had, how we analyze the data, what were the insights we generated, how do we present those insights, what were the recommendations, why we presented those recommendations. And the thinking here is that if American businesses and American consultants can use that data, I think we can renew America. So I'm very excited about this theme. It's the biggest thing we are pushing at this point. And you know, right now, we have the financial services study going on. It is exciting to see the impact we could have. And I am convinced that this will leave a big impact, not just in the United States, but I'm pretty sure the findings can be useful to most other countries. As always, if you have any comments and so on, please feel free to write to me and I'll be happy to respond to it. But there'll be many other podcasts and articles and output about the America Renewed theme over the next 12 to 18 months.